get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN talking a lot of blues hockey this morning on the heels of the blues signing Tori Krug and Kyle Clifford over the weekend. And we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and our friend, the voice of the blues here on 101 ESPN. Chris Kerber is with us. Kerbs, great to have you with us. How was your weekend? Randy, it was, uh, it was a good one. It, it was a good one, a fun one. And I forgot last night that the kids had today off. So uh, <laughs> uh, it's a surprise four-day weekend for for me. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> Who's more excited about a four-day weekend, you or the kids, Curbs? Uh, you know, i got to be honest with you, with all the virtual learning at home right now, it might be me. <laughs> <laughs> Curbs, I want to start, we'll get to Tori Krug in a moment, but I, I kind of thought when Vegas made the move, and I don't know if it's official yet, to trade Nate Schmidt to the Panthers, that that opened the door for them to close a Petro deal. Is that the way you saw it? Yeah, they were going to have to clear up some space uh, to be able to do so, and, and that's one way of doing it. I, but the, the challenge is, and, and I think they had to, they probably brought Alex out there and got a real feel just how serious he was with them before they make a move like that. It's a different situation and an interesting one to compare that to the Blues situation. The Blues were in a situation where you did not know what Alex was going to do and you were not able to come to an agreement that made you comfortable enough that he was definitely leaning and deciding on coming back. For whatever reason, culpability on either side, doesn't matter. They went ahead and made a, made a move to make sure they protect themselves, and that's where the crew signing came in, and it's a good signing for the St. Louis Blues. And now, if you're Las Vegas, now you've got to feel, okay, well, he's real serious about signing here, we'll free up some space, because if you don't think he's going to come there, that's a tough trade to make right then and there, and then you've got to fill a hole when you relied on Nate Schmidt to, to be a solid D-man for you. Curbs, uh, Jeremy Rutherford, I, I saw him tweeting uh, that he was messaging back and forth with Petro, and that Petro was a little caught off guard, that the Blues kind of struck first. Uh, do you think that he was kind of still in a position up until Friday where he thought that even though they hadn't come to an agreement, that they would eventually work something out? I think the simple answer to that is, Yes, based on that reaction, but I got to be honest. Like I, I just, I don't see. Look, free agency. I, I, I've said this many times. I think players players are in the right to make the decision. They, they played ten, twelve years with an organization. It's really one of the first times, especially if they've gone the junior route and they get drafted into junior, like that. They've actually had a chance to decide where they get to play, right? But if you go in and, and, and you and there are certain things you're just not willing to bend on, whether it's a no-movement clause, whatever it may be, you have to accept the fact and be realistic to the fact that the organization that you are trying to sign with may not be willing to bend all the way on some of that. So where is that common ground? I don't know. But you also, like, like you can't have a free open market and then be upset 
if the market kind of doesn't go your way. And in this case, Doug Armstrong's job is not just to the St. Louis Blues for this year. It's it's for the overall health of this franchise and competitiveness moving forward. And what happens to the St. Louis Blues if Alex Petrangelo decides to go to the Florida Panthers, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Toronto Maple Leafs, whatever team it was, the options at the time, right? But what happens to the St. Louis Blues if he does that? Doug Armstrong is still waiting for Alex to make a decision, and in the meantime, Tory Krug and another player or two have gone off the free agent market. I'm not sure that Doug will have been doing his job to its fullest at that point either. So I see this so easily on both sides of the fence here, and the one thing that is, is very real is both sides have to completely understand that move. So caught off guard, I'm not, I'm not sure why. If Maybe the player was caught off guard, but I can be honest with you. There should be no way an agency should be caught off guard. Chris Kerber with us on 101 ESPN. Let's talk a little bit about Krug. He'll probably provide, and this is all due respect to Petro and uh, the people that the Blues have had manning the point on the power play for a long time, but he'll be the best power play quarterback that the Blues have had in a long time. Yeah, I, I think he will. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Just go look at his point totals. Go look at where he was used. Uh, and and there's, there's another point to the group thing, and that's the fact that they, they didn't bring in a guy that's, that's looking to win, that's looking to you know find some playoff success. They, they brought in a guy that's been to two Stanley Cup finals and wants to get over the hump and win that cup. And uh, I, I've traded text messages with Tori. Um, uh, Darren Pang has, has, has reached out to couple other people in the Bruins organization. I reached out to somebody, and the report you get on the individual he is and the type of player he is is really good. Bruce Cassidy really loved this guy. And don't forget the Boston Bruins had at one point in time had a $6.5 million average value offer on the table for him You know, prior to him hitting free agency. I think it was sometime during the season. So they obviously felt that there was value in him, and they've had him there. Well, the Blues got him for that same AAV, and I think that speaks volumes. So from a power play standpoint and a competitive standpoint, um, you know, I, I think the Blues did the best they could to fill a hole that they think they saw coming. Curbs, the door's not completely closed on an Alex Petrangelo return yet, but if he does leave, in your opinion, who would be a great player to wear the C? Well, I, I, to me, I think at this point in time, it's pretty clear that it probably lands on a, on a Ryan O'Reilly. Um, uh, if if not him, I think you ask yourself about Braden Shannon or and then Colton Pareko probably in between there. So um, I, I do know that based on what I know about why the Blues didn't give the C to Alex Petrangelo when they had given it to David Backus, was they believe in letting those defensemen get a, even a little more seasoning in there. Um, and, and that's a big thought process of Al McKinnis too. So I uh, I think it's... <laughs> Unless for some reason he doesn't want it or the team wants to go a different way or something like that, I, I think if, if Alex Petrangelo does go, then uh, then Ryan O'Reilly, I think, is next in line based on with everything we've seen. I've let myself be teased a little bit to think that, well, okay, long-term IR for Tarasenko based on what Doug Armstrong said could happen with Alexander Steen. There could be cap room for Petrangelo and then deal with how you solve it later when those guys get healthy, but... And, and could you imagine how the the vibe would totally change if all of a sudden you're looking at Krug and Petro in this lineup? So uh, 
we might as well tease ourselves with a little free agency loopiness sure. uh, for at least another day or two, shouldn't we? Yeah, why not? That'd be fun. Curbs, one of the things that Bob Plager has told me, and I'm sure he's told you over the years, is hey, do, you, do you notice a player during a game? Does, does he just show up? It doesn't matter if he's scoring goals, but is, is he involved? And that's one of the things that always impressed me about Kyle Clifford, especially come playoff time. I always noticed him because he was such a jerk to play against. I really like having a fourth liner like Clifford added to this roster. I think this is a great signing for this team. I think it adds a little bit more of that sandpaper that we clearly missed when they did not re-sign Pat Maroon. Uh, I, I think they're definitely looking at the fact that with Alexander Steen uh, maybe not being ready to start the season, uh, based on what Doug Armstrong told you guys just the other day or, or what he mentioned in the presser, right, that this is a really good fourth-line signing for the St. Louis Blues. And that's assuming you, even if you can, and, and a guy that can play up on the third line too. You know, there were some times we played the LA Kings in the last couple of years where he was slid up with Andre Kopitar, you know, just to, to rile some feathers and things. I, I think this is a great signing. I like the fact that it's a two year signing. And again, like I just mentioned about Tory Krug, I like the fact, Randy, that you're bringing in a guy that's won two Stanley mm-hmm. Cups. So I, this, I think that that was a very good signing for the St. Louis Blues. Now, I, I, I heard your interview with Craig Berube. I like the idea that they're looking at Robert Thomas jumping into the top six. They're going to need to find some more offense and some offensive depth. So while they may be done in the free agent market, look, this is a weird free agent year. So you're going to see some players be available come the beginning of November, the beginning of December, middle of December. Some veteran players will probably be able to come to camp on some tryouts. And there's going to be some real value, I think, later on with some players that have remained unsigned because of this flat cap. Curbs, before we let you go, and you might have just answered the question for me, what are you hearing about uh, a schedule in terms of starting camp, in terms of starting the season? Uh, January 1st seems to be a date that people are throwing around. Yeah, it still seems to be a date that people are throwing around. uh, And so we'll see what it goes. I saw one rumor out there. Uh, on, a, on a Canadian news site where they were talking about maybe the season opening with a game at Lake Louise, an outdoor game. That could be something unusual. So um, the National Hockey League's creative. I think they're looking at that, Randy. The key is when can they get fans in the stands? And, and that, that is going to be the big key. I am encouraged when I see more and more sporting events willing to put fans in the stands. By the way, uh, I'll, I'll share this with you. I've put together my uh, realignment for can- Canadian teams not being able to come to America and vice versa. So you, it would have the Blues in the West, but if we are going to start a season where American teams can't go into Canada without quarantining, and you're going to have to have that division with Vancouver, Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Toronto, and uh, Ottawa, uh, you're going to have to do some creative things that way too. And you know what? I think that's a very real thought. So if what would happen is a team would have to go up into Canada, say the St. Louis Blues or whatever division would be there, whatever seven teams would be there, and you'd have to play all across Canada. You'd get a great exchange rate for a couple of weeks. That I know right now. But outside <laughs> of that, like it's going to be, like it would, it's a reality that could be that that that, that uh, I should say it's a possibility that could be a real reality and a fascinating one but a creative one that could work. Yep. Curbs, have a great day. Enjoy your uh, long weekend. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. I, I am thrilled I'm not worried about any Internet dropping out this morning. <laughs> All right. We'll see you later, no doubt.
<laughs> that's, that's the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber on 101 ESPN. By the way, Michelle, my division with the blues. <laughs> yep. Who? Because, I, okay, this is assuming that U.S. teams can't go into Canada for a hockey season, okay? okay. So you've got all seven Canadian teams. My blues division is the blues, Coyote, Vegas, Colorado, San Jose, Anaheim, and L.A. My central division would have Minnesota, Chicago, Nashville, Detroit, Columbus, Carolina, Tampa, and Florida. And then the east is really easy. This is the the bus or train division. Boston, the Islanders, the Rangers, New Jersey, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Philly, and Washington. The bus or train division. I love that. Yeah. But if if you have to quarantine for two weeks before going into Canada... That's something that they have to consider is having just a Canadian division. Yeah, I, I don't know how you would logistically get that done. I'm sure they're thinking about it. Of they're course. creative. Yeah, they're, they're going to find a way, Randy. Coming up, it's The Fight on 101 ESPN.